Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. Um, this is episode 54. Which hey. hi, Derica. Hey, it actually worked that time. <laughs> and we just did the introduction too, so we just started. Nice. So yeah, episode fifty-four. This is uh <laughs> AOC and the new green fallacy. <laughs> which sounds like a terrible rap group. Yeah, right? Seriously, it does. <laughs> that shit. She's almost as good for memes as Biden was. <laughs> or maybe so. it's a Harry Potter book that no one wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the New Green Fallacy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that later. That's gonna be fun. No. Well, I watch the it. comments. Slinky was saying he wanted to comment. Unless his so. name is Karen, he has not commented. Yeah, well, he's a dipshit. He asked me for the link. I was like, it's at the top of my timeline. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he only likes people to call him Karen when he's working the truck stop with his wig on. That's right. <laughs> he's the Karen all the Karen memes are about. Uh, no, is that Karen Keener that's yes commenting? Hi, Karen. No, she's my homegirl. She was the first one to leave me a review on my book. Yeah. I linked your book in the, uh, the 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 about section of this podcast. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I remember this time. Thank you. It sold like a whopping forty-seven copies. Yeah, it's forty-seven <laughs> yeah. more than any book I ever published. Yeah, seriously, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hey, she's published like a thousand <laughs> times more book than I've ever published. So, <laughs> well, I've got one I've got my girl, idea for the yeah. next two. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm gonna make it a trilogy. So, so this first one is think for yourself. The next one is gonna be speak for yourself, and it's about framing logical Ooh, arguments. Good idea. And the third one is gonna be act for yourself, and it's about logical behavior. And then the follow-up to all that is go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was, was going to say the follow-up is going to be a set of prequels that just do not live up to the original trilogy. And then it'll get bought by Disney and it'll get watered yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm totally going to fucking sell it to some like, like TBS or something. I'll make some shitty daytime show about it. And, you know. <laughs> Tonight on the Hallmark Channel. We'll ask oh Robert God. Pattinson to fucking narrate the book. I don't know if I've ever been <laughs> as angry in my life as I have the first time I watched an episode of that show, this, uh, The Legend of the Seeker. I was so fucking angry when I watched that show. So angry. Because I was excited for it. Because that's my favorite series of books ever. At, like, hands down, better than Tolkien. My favorite series of books ever. That's blasphemous. No, yeah, I was just going to say I'm like in the contract of Virginia. Have you guys you. read the Sword of Truth <laughs> series? No, no. Oh, it's like ANCAP as fuck, you guys. Wait, you what still, is it called? 
it's the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. Um, I know, I know the name. Yeah. So the first book is Wizard's First Rule, and then you just go from there. It tells you there's like 16 or 17 books, and it's all one story, one long epic story, and it's so fucking good. And they made this really shitty like. It was like craptastic on the level of Xena or Hercules fucking show out of it. And God damn it, it made me so fucking angry. Uh, Well, they did the same thing, in my opinion, to be the like the His Dark Majesty (laughs) series with the um, Golden Compass and stuff. It just did not live up to what the the original books were at all. They were like, oh, this is a really good show. But how could we make it completely awful? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did with my favorite series of books. Yeah. So, and my my favorite book in that series is called Faith of the Fallen, and the whole thing is like this absolutely scathing dissection of communism, and it's so fucking good <laughs> because it's like set in a fantasy, like you know, setting, and it's oh man, it's so good, so good. Anyways, now I, yeah. now I feel compelled to read it. You should. You should. It's an amazing series. Get get your nerd on, Dan. Go read yeah. it. Yeah. Do you like fantasy? I, I, oh, I love fantasy. Like yeah. 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 Well. Fantasy, up. sci-fi, dystopian novels, all that shit. Yeah. Well, these these novels are they are gritty and they're gory and they can be graphic in places, but the story is so fucking good so good so download you a copy of wizard's first rule yeah karen karen says anarchy among geeks tonight yeah no shit. <laughs> there's a strong contingent of geek among the anarchist community yeah well yeah, you can't is definitely not a minority in this demographic well, yeah, you can't really watch like uh, Star Trek and see the the craptastic socialism of Gene Roddenberry and not go, you know, the Frangier are the only ones who know what the hell's going on around. Here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Klingon might have a thing or two figured out as well. Well, they got a little bit. But... <laughs> Kling- Klingon, Klingon were like red market as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I actually, um, Lindsay's a huge fan of, she's not on right now because she's making supper but um she uh she's a huge fan of the frangie too and i i actually found a copy for the frangie rules of acquisition oh man the whole thing yeah i would love a copy of that oh it's so awesome like a deal is a deal is a deal as long as it's with a frangie (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i i am a star trek nerd i admit it but I do roll my eyes at their fucking post-scarcity communistic bullshit. Well, you know if you I mean? think about it, Star Trek is nothing but a story about people who are so just unendingly bored that the only thing that they can come up with is let's explore and see what else we can find. Or on the darker potential side, it's actually a story about a society that cannot produce for itself any of its needed resources any longer and has to go out and bring others into the fold in order to get those additional resources. Because I mean, think about it. If you had, if you had a, the, the thing that makes everything, any food or the replicator, 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 you had that. What do you need to do anymore now? Nothing. 
like literally nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So and you just you, you end need up like people a, educated yeah. in fucking maintaining replicators, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you end, end right. up you'd end up like the fat guy in the chair at the end at the movie uh, uh, Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. Because you don't need to do anything else. There's no struggle left anymore. Like, right. <laughs> and we've talked about that before. I, I, I am Humans not, need a struggle. I am not going into the holodeck after Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I left that one on. Um, <laughs> ignore the, the blood and also the semen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> holodeck, holodeck 3, run like Andrew program Brazzers 1. i just need a simulation of a viking conquest of like southern france that's all i need that's right (laughs) i'm good we're just gonna do that it's got everything i'm after every every man's uh, dream (laughs) karen says for single women in anarchy the odds are good the good ones are odd yeah (laughs) that does seem accurate Well, all you have to do is say like partial part of the word "single," and then like all of a sudden, it's just your fucking shit gets flooded. So, yeah, it's the same as the gaming community. Like, I don't know if you guys watch Epic NPC Man, but if you don't, you totally should, especially if you're into RPGs, because um, you will laugh so hard. But there's one where this this girl comes up to the NPC and she's like, "Store," and he's like, "Okay, I got all this," and she's like hey, can I get that sword? And he's like, I'm sorry, Traveler, you do not have enough coin. And then she says something else, and I'm sorry, Traveler, you do not have enough coin. Cheese? I'm sorry, Traveler. You must be new here, so you have to, in order to get gold, you have to do quests. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm a girl and I don't have any money. And all these dudes start showing up and just like, <laughs> have some money, have some money. Hey, how are you doing? Have some money. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, you guys cannot be blaming us for your thirst. There is no <laughs> coercion involved in this equation. Sure right. there is. Hey, no, watch, no. once you've seen one pair of 8-bit boobs, you want to see the rest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Lisa. Let's, let's all be honest. Our first video game crush was Lara Croft with those, those triangle boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Missile Princess tits. Peach, you know. Yeah, Princess Peach. She kept running off and getting caught in another castle. Like, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you're. I'm sorry, hero. Your princess is in another. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody Fuck gets that kidnapped princess. that many times by a dude they do not want to be around. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, it was There's secretly Luigi up. dressed up in a suit the whole time. <laughs> It sounds like the story of my life, like an Italian trying to rescue the girl from a reptilian overlord. (laughs) 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 Oh, that fucking describes the entire anarchy movement. And and when you you get enough mushrooms, you really do think you can't throw fireballs. And in order to move forward more efficiently, eat mushrooms. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> one up, one up, one up. <coughs> oh my god! Oh. I'm ascending well, to a higher height in consciousness. That part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
All right. All Seattle, right. Seattle, pol- Seattle police sergeant demoted for retaliating against man angry about being towed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. I uh, think I read this one. A Seattle police sergeant has been disciplined and demoted after retaliating against an angry citizen whose car he had towed. Sitting in a chair in in full uniform in the parking lot of the man's workplace for most of an hour and telling passerbys he was waiting for an apology, according to the final findings of an internal investigation. Is that what we're supposed to do <sighs> at the police station every time they piss us off? Yeah. <laughs> like, just sit outside. <laughs> I'm waiting for an apology. Yeah. Quote, yeah. Yeah. Quote, Y'all motherfuckers owe me an apology. Quote, I got a little disrespected <laughs> earlier today, so I'm going to hang out. Sergeant Frank Papalaki oh. reportedly told several citizens who passed by the auto zone in Seattle Central District. Oh, you some got a little disrespected. Some oh. of the citizens approached him and complained about his behavior, including one who described it as harassment. The sergeant pulled a chair from his patrol car and planted himself in front of the business, staying for about 40 minutes, according to the summary of the incident. At one point, it was at one point he was joined by other officers, who were also now under investigation for allegedly not reporting the incident. Poplocki, a 19-year SPD veteran, has a history of being disciplined and has been suspended twice before for improper citizens' contacts, according to the documents. Poplocki told witnesses he was at AutoZone for an apology, saying he was quote just cold kicking it, just doing some community-oriented policing stuff. According to the (laughs) 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 I really hope this guy does. Oh my god! All because the guy didn't respect his authority. Yeah, that's all I can think of is the respect my authority. Yeah. Police Chief Carmen Best uh, demoted Pop Lockie from his sergeant rank to officer as a result of the incident, along with a 15-day suspension without pay. With five days held in abeyance, department officials had recommended only 10 to 20 days suspension. This guy, now hang on a second. This guy got more punishment for throwing a fucking tantrum in a chair in front of AutoZone mm-hmm. than <laughs> assholes that fucking embezzle, assholes that fucking run guns and drugs, cops that fucking rape the people that they're supposed to be fucking protecting and serving. Cops that kill people yeah. who didn't do anything fucking wrong. Oh, yeah. This I guy mean, got a harsher fucking punishment. Really? I, he would have gotten less of a punishment had he literally just shot that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just, I just want to point out, like, he, rather than acting like a melting snowflake, if he had just been <laughs> like, oh, you're going to disrespect me, blam, and acted like a normal gang member. Yeah, then the department would have circled the wagons, covered his ass, and put him on paid administrative leave until they investigated themselves and concluded that they did nothing wrong. It gets, it gets, hold on, it gets better. The incident began when Popolaki saw a car parked illegally and issued a ticket, ordering the car towed, according to the document. A man and woman objected with the man saying the car belonged to his girlfriend's ex boyfriend and that he used it to get to work. The woman said she was in the process of transferring the car's title, but she didn't have enough money to get it registered. Quote, both she and the man grew angry and frustrated, quote, over the car being towed, according to the report. Cursing Pop Lockley and calling him names. Pop Lockley responded, quote, you're a big man, huh? Talking some smack? 
and then directed the tow truck driver to take the car. As Pablocki Pop-Lock- yeah, <laughs> drove away, he rolled down his window and said, quote, I'll see you guys. Good night. And then addressed the man specifically saying, quote, I'll see you for sure. See, this is just an example of how fucking yeah. government victimization of the populace compounds just like interest does. Like, these people couldn't get this shit hammered out because they didn't have money for the fucking fines yep. and fees and shit that government demands for your special little permission from them. <laughs> and because of that, they get further fucking victimized by yeah. the exact same fucking government. Yeah. At that point, uh, Bess, this is the police chief again, wrote, no further police action was necessary. Quote, <laughs> despite this, a few hours later, you went to the auto zone where the man referenced above often worked. You took a rolling chair out of the back of your patrol car, placed the chair in front of the auto zone, and sat down. You had numerous interactions with members of the public as well as other officers. A rolling chair? Like a computer chair? Like the guy? Yeah. It like, wasn't it's like, like a fucking... <laughs> Yeah, it's like it wasn't. It wasn't just yeah. like you know. Some of us carry like lawn chairs or whatever around in our car. That's what I figured it was. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, or a camping chair. Yeah, this I motherfucker figured. planned this shit. He went back yeah. to the office. Mm-hmm. He grabbed a comfy little fucking rolling computer chair and then put it yeah. in his police cruiser. In the cruiser. How oh do you fit that in a car? Even like uh, Pablock statements included quote I got called a hoe and a bitch. I think I'm going to hang around here until I get an apology. <laughs> so what you're saying is they said very accurate things about me and I'm upset. Like, yeah. <laughs> you like you just, it's easy. Action. You walk out of AutoZone and you say, hey, I'm real sorry, cunt. And then you fucking walk back in. Oh, and a bitch and a cunt. Add that one. Oh. That is, well, and you know, and this demonstrates too, because if any uh, anybody else, any normal person mm-hmm. had done this, AutoZone calls the police, police. and oh. has them physically removed. But because this guy is the police, what recourse do they have? No, yeah, they don't have any. Because it's a special fucking thuggy club club member. He's got the special. You know, the special secret decoder ring star on his fucking chest. You know, and my whole question with this is he's sitting in front of a business with it, which has a parking lot that where the parking spaces line up with that. It is where the hell is the justice of a little old lady who confuses the brake with the gas in this? Yeah, yeah right. right. Uh, and, <laughs> just bud. In, two, in 2017, Paul Blocky <laughs> earned $112,449 in regular and overtime pay as an officer and sergeant. A hundred freaking grand for this uh, little yeah. snowflakey bitch. A hundred and twelve grand. Yeah. <laughs> to harass Jeez. and extort everyone else. A That's a lot of grand. fucking money. That's like GS thirteen salary with DC yeah. locality pay. That's I yeah. Mean, that is insane. I that's can't. A- Big fucking salary. Because he's a sergeant. Do you know how much or what kind of a rank you have to have in the army to be able to make a hundred grand a year? Yeah. Uh, you have to be an officer. I mean, like enlisted people don't make that much money. Yeah, even even CWOs don't wind up with that. Mm-mm. You have to be a commissioned fucking yeah. officer. That's good lord. And you not have- even yeah, I was going to say you. Of yeah, officer. You have to be above lieutenant. Like I was going to say, you've got to you- be. You have to like a, a like graduate from like a fucking um, like West Point or someplace like that. 
Well, well any, any college degree, oh, yeah. you can be a commissioned yeah. officer. Yeah. yeah. West Point just yeah. guarantees that you get offered a commission. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But all the officers get paid the same. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like each rank gets paid the same. Um, but you have to be, yeah, you have to be a commissioned officer. And you probably have to do some time in hazardous duty, you know, to make that kind of fucking money, even yeah. as an officer. Yeah, you'd have to be what, like a C, like a Black Hawk pilot or some shit. Well, no, because that's just a warrant officer. Those guys don't make that much. Those guys True. make like fifty-five, sixty grand a year. Well, I was thinking of the hazardous duty pay. Oh, with hazardous duty, yeah, you'd have yeah. to be like you'd have to be a freaking night stalker pilot. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be one of the night stalkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, or I you just... have to be like O five and up. Yeah, or O five and up. I can't even because yeah. oh, all my thirds in in the police, so I I deserve a hundred grand. Are you fu- and, and and an apology because I deserve respect. Are you serious? You little that bit. reminds me. I, so I am I am picturing Cartman. True Blood, yeah. and that sounds just like the one deputy in that <laughs> show. Yeah, that's totally fucking Cartman. Respect my <laughs> ah. What the hell, dude? Somebody should have just like started, you know, realistically, if I was AutoZone, I would have started stacking up empty bottles of motor oil around him and just built a wall yeah. around him of empty yes. bottles. Because what's he going to do? Knock him down? Well, now you're littering. Now I'm going to have to call the other officers and I'm going to keep doing it until right. you pick him up. So, right. Like, well, we were planning to put a display right here of, you know, wiper fluid. So build a little fucking pyramid of like full <laughs> gallons right. of wiper fluid all around. It. You got to make sure it's it's the full on like pallets and set them down with a forklift yeah. so he can't yeah. possibly move them and just trap make him. Make him there. fucking climb that mountain, dragging his fucking computer chair with him. <laughs> the track or should have came out with some hay and some picket fence and just built him a little sty. <laughs> 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 They got chicken wire in there. Uh, no, what really <laughs> bothers me the most, though, maybe it's a weird thing to get so fixated on, but that is like they get so fucking touchy about anybody showing them any kind of disrespect. What do you fucking expect? Mm-hmm. Your yeah. job is to harass and extort people all fucking day. You expect the people who are not trained as police officers to behave better than you do. Well, look, when you're disrespecting look, look them all fucking day. Look who they hire. Okay, number number one, they don't have to hire high IQ individuals. Right. Right. They're they're taught by who? Right. Uh, who, Iraqi who? security forces. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 IDF. Yeah. IDF returning veterans. Blah blah blah. So they see yeah. themselves as some sort of paramilitary unit. Yeah. Pretty much. And they, right? they pick That's up. They pick up a hero complex. Uh-huh. It is a Big very much hero complex ship. Oh yeah, they. Yeah. I actually I saw um, a few years ago. I happened to see a inside a police cruiser a copy of I shit you not Soldier of Fortune magazine. I believe it. Sitting on his passenger seat that he had been reading. <laughs> this dude is reading Soldier of Fortune. First of all, you don't understand what a Soldier of Fortune is, there, cop. Yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I know a few. You have no idea. Right. Um, but I mean, like, that's what these guys they 
people love to make fun of like i'm in i'm in a group on facebook that is often very very irritating because of its elitist load of bullshit and it's occasionally status but it's the gun, gun people who hate gun people oh god and yeah. And, it, and it's frequently elitist. I get a few laughs out of it occasionally, but it's frequently elitist and and frequently statist and things. Um, but they like they do this whole thing where they make fun of people who do the you know do the uh, the the kind of cosplay as oh I'm going to be a rebel, which is the whole reason why I joined it is because they're making fun of three birds and stuff, and so do I. Right. So I that was funny <laughs> as hell. So, but they'll make. I fun bet of that it. group is like crawling with guys that say shit like, oh, I would have joined, but I would have knocked out anybody who got in my face in boot camp. <laughs> well, no, those are, the yeah, people, right. those are exactly the people they make fun of. Right. Well, the problem okay. is that they get hyper, they get hyper elitist, and then anybody who just doesn't know about firearms, they want to, like, shame them horrendously and things, and it, yeah. it oh, instead stupid. of using it as a chance to teach people things. Right, right. They want to just drive people away, and it, yeah, and that's, so that's annoying, and, and for that, I think that they should all be set on fire, but... Like, I love guns, but um, I don't pretend to be any fucking <laughs> kind of expert like i know which end of to point i know how <laughs> i know you know, use that sword yes the pointy end goes into the other man I, yeah. <laughs> I know the part to tickle with my little trigger finger that's about it yeah but i mean like they they love to make fun of these guys who cosplay as oh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna rebel against the government blah 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 no you're not you're a big fucking pussy mm -hmm. but the thing is is that the real hardcore cosplayers are these cops who fancy themselves as continuously at war with the American people who they simultaneously claim they are protecting and serving. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, it's just absolutely, it boggles my mind that you would even pretend that you're yeah. like any kind of like public servant or anything else, you know, and, and yeah. still like, it just, oh man. I, well, there's, they there's see themselves as like German there. shepherds guarding the door at night, you know. Shoot dogs. Yeah, but they're fucking not. They, and they're afraid well, of they what they're if they think of themselves as German shepherds, they'll do their job and shoot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> there's there was a story the, uh, this morning out of Bakersfield where a cop actually shot his canine partner. Jesus. Oh, wow. Doug yeah. surprised me. They're yeah. like, oh, look, a dog. Blam. Oh, wait, shit, that was my dog. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder how that goes down, because if you weren't a cop and you shot a fucking canine. Because I worry about that. Killing a like, cop. I mean, our cops never have any reason to come to our house, but you never know. There's always some asshole neighbor or whatever. And I'm afraid something's going to happen to our fucking dogs. You know, yeah. just because... Somebody thinks they look scary. Somebody thinks they look like really big pit bulls. And they're fucking not. But that's what they look like. They look like enormous fucking pit bulls. Yeah. And, you know, I'm afraid something's going to happen to them. Well, we worried about the same shit with ammo. Like, you know, that somebody was going to wind up killing him or calling the cops about him. Like, if he ever got out and started running around and he was just going to get shot. Instead right. of getting coaxed into somebody's vehicle, which would be easy enough, all you'd have to do is open the door and go, come on. And he'd like, be yeah. like, all right, yay. And then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our dogs all have to say, cheese, cheese, and they'll come fucking running. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Ears flapping in the wind. Cheese. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> the deadly tails going full force. Yeah. 
the force of apocalyptic destruction that is a band dog tail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cutest whip ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that shit hurts too, man. Like my ex-wife wound up with a literal black mark on her neck, like a black bruise <laughs> from most tail smacking her once. She's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Oh, oh, we're excited, we're excited now," which of course <laughs> yeah. makes the tail go even more. And she's like, "Ah!" <laughs> I have bruises and scratches on my feet right now just because one of the assholes stepped on my foot. Not even like he wasn't running, he wasn't jumping. He just fucking stepped briefly on my foot. And there's a fucking bruise and a scratch there. <laughs> and I don't bruise. I'm tough. I don't normally bruise. But these are big dogs. Yeah. You well, know? and you got a hundred pounds coming down in your foot. Yeah. Yeah. And two hundred more pounds head your way. Yeah. The other oh, two pound, yeah. Why are you yelling? Are we excited? Yay! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm excited. Oh my god, you guys! Oh, <laughs> they do that crap so much. Oh man. Well, yeah. Mo would like he'd he'd hold you down too, and he like he'd get both of his paws on your shoulders. If you made the mistake of like trying to like crack your back on the floor or something, uh -huh. you would have 135 pounds of muscular dog standing on your shoulders and licking you drooling so much you were going to drown in it uh -huh. and the more you're like no please the more excited he would get and the more licking right. he would do i i uh, feel fortunate that atlas olympus and chronos they're not droolers at all they're not like they're not slobbery that that so helps a lot those, that. those dogs that look like slimer was living at your place yeah yeah, yeah. they shed like i mean we have to dust every fucking day <laughs> And sweep and vacuum and everything, because they—I mean—they let off a lot of dander and hair. Little little piles of fine white hair that you get. In you don't even want to know what the filters for our HVAC system look like every month when we pull them out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, and I worry <laughs> something will happen to them because I've seen it with fucking gray ass McSilver balls. My neighbor that lives over there. People are just scared of them on sight. They're fucking people who don't have any reason to fear dogs are just afraid of these big fucking loving dorks on sight just because of how they look. I can't imagine what how a cop would react to them. Yeah, Someone right. who expects the dogs yep. to attack. That was them. that that's that's one of the few things that I actually agreed with Obama on. Was uh, BSA or BSL breed specific legislation? Yep. You know, I don't know. That was just, I don't know what just came to mind, but yeah. Yeah. So, all right. At the most expensive affordable housing project in America, every apartment costs $739,000 to build. <laughs> what? <laughs> affordable housing. I keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Yeah. In, in September, the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, released a report on the cost of affordable housing projects funded by the federal government's low-income housing tax credit program. In a footnote, the report noted that one California development had a cost as high as $739,000 per unit. Jesus fucking Christ. The report didn't name the development, but GAO provided reason with a data file listing individual projects as well as information on the final cost and the number of units. After adjusting for cost per unit, 
the 33-unit, $24.4 million Titan Terrace, a collection of shops and apartments in the wealthy Los Angeles suburb of Culver City, ended up on top of the pile. Tilden Terrace might not look the way you expect from an affordable housing development. The building boasts a yoga studio that advertises itself as the first yoga, yoga studio for children in Los Angeles area, as well as an orthodontist office and a Japanese restaurant where you can order a $34 sushi plate with halibut, bluefin, and crudo. It is, temp it is a contemporary building with a colorful facade that won architecture award in 2014, and taxpayers are paying dearly for it. Why do they do that shit? Andrew, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When the government does something on taxpayer fucking money, they always want it to be some fucking work of art, some shining example. Why don't they just do the efficient fucking thing? Well, yeah, <laughs> look at Well, the answer um, obviously is not hold. their money. It's wait, something wait, else's wait, fucking wait, wait, money. Wait, exactly. Wait, the yeah. $739,000 per unit price tag is not only higher than higher than in Texas, where affordable housing cost, housing units cost $226,000 on average. It's nearly double the median cost of $326,000 in California. And it's $100,000 higher than the median price of buying an unsubsidized market rate home in nearby Los Angeles, one of the most expensive cities in the nation. Jesus. You know what that reminds me of is the, uh, I saw an Air Force PX a while back that was like designed by some famous architect and it had all this weird glass shit on it and it's like this like super modern artsy thing and, mm -hmm. and it's a PX on a base. You yeah, right. should see the fucking Pearl Harbor NEX, Andrew. Oh, it God. is next fucking level shit. It's like a goddamn Nordstrom's. What? <laughs> why? What? You literally, and, and actually, no, I don't even need to ask why. It is because you are spending someone else's money. So you have zero accountability to your own wallet at not, that point. You not zero. In and there's this enormous fucking rotunda with like a fucking tiled like water feature with a with a pool and then there's like a goddamn mural of sea life on the ceiling and shit and it's, <laughs> well it's, it's not it's not it's not only it's zero like, ability because you're not paying for it but you have a budget and you have to spend it in order to just yep. getting as much or more next year yeah exactly exactly so going go extravagant as possible in the navy mm -hmm. and and every year in August and September, because the end of the fiscal year is October 1st. And so every year in August and September, all of the fucking LPOs and the chiefs and the fucking, you know, like division officers and shit, they are all scrambling to spend the rest of their budgets. Mm -hmm. They're buying shit the shop doesn't even fucking need. Yep. You know, they're buying everybody Leathermans to issue everybody one to carry on their belt. They're buying every, you know, like all this shit new computers for every station even though they were just upgraded last year like like they're all just scrambling to spend 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 so their budget doesn't get cut the next fiscal year yep that's exactly how that's, it goes that's the, that's the essence of government yep yep well, yeah, well that's, that's like um there's that one uh i forget what the hell it was from i think it was from a documentary but they got like a um, FBI dude, like on 
on video and he was saying that like essentially the FBI facilitates um you know terror operations within the United States so that they can justify their their terror budget yeah, like that's the, that's uh, what that's why they always like you know they're always like have like some kind of patsy or some kind of informant. You can apply to set, yeah, set, yeah, set up for this thing. You a can couple apply years the same ago. rule. Sorry, I was just gonna say you can apply the same rule to all fucking government employees. They all have to justify their job. Yep. Uh-huh. Every fucking year, each one of them has to justify their billet. They have to justify <laughs> their fucking budget. They have to justify the existence of their fucking. Uh, of their organization, you have their department. Their whole, their whole entire purpose has to be justified every year. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to take their behavior with that in mind. You have to keep that in mind when you're thinking about how these agencies operate. They have to fucking have something to do, or they lose their job. Well, look at look at the the DEA after you know the end of prohibition. Where well the, the what was that the, actually the DEA or the grandfather DEA either way look at the that agency and then the end of prohibition they got to now justify why the hell they even exist why the hell any of them have a job anymore so what do they do marijuana it's gonna make white women dance with colored folk yeah isn't yep. it funny how marijuana prohibition came around just about the time fucking alcohol yep. prohibition went away. <laughs> Yeah, like they, they, they've been, they even went so far with that that they changed the spelling of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from from marijuana with an H to marijuana with a J, because it sounded Mexican. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, all right. Um, one more on on government spending, then we'll get into the uh, the AOC article. This this I I laughed I laughed for a good half hour at this one. Um. It is, it is the perfect metaphor for government. Possum was living in unused $1 million taxpayer-funded bank. <laughs> yeah. Not just unused, never been used. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> it's a spirit animal. Yes. And, and, yeah, and I, I, like, I, I jokingly, like, I this, Dan commented something, and I jokingly responded, hashtag anarcho-possum. Yeah. Well, that, that's a thing, apparently. Like there, there's a there's a Facebook page called Anarcho Possum. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, a possum in Southern California has been relocated from living in the belly of a zero emission bus that was never put into service. According to the station, more than a million dollars in state funding paid for the bus in Burbank outside of Los Angeles. The possum bared its teeth to CBS Los Angeles camera crew when the bus in the bus <laughs> engine department, quote, it scared Definitely me. Definitely scared me. Showed ample to the crew. Quote, when it snarled at me, I jumped back. That's when I took the picture because I said nobody's going to believe me. The bus was supposed to be powered by lithium titanate battery pack supplemented by fuel cells, according to the 2010 U.S. Department of Energy publication. David Krisk, K-R-I-S-K-E, who worked for the Burbank city government, said the bus was never put into service. Quote, we could not get the bus to operate in a reliable way that would allow us to rely on it to be able to provide trips for paying customers. That, and we have to. Yes. We're done with this story. We have to talk about the Green New Deal. Yes. Because yes. that's the perfect fucking segue. Yeah. Still, the California Air Resources Board, which was the primary source of funding for the bus, told CBS Los Angeles the money was well spent. 
Wow. Of course it was, because they were creating wildlife habitat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest thing about that box, really. <laughs> The board told the station that knowing the technology didn't work helped develop other fuel-efficient methods. A taxpayer advocacy group told the station it was a waste of money. Quote, the government yeah. doesn't care because they coerce the money out of the taxpayers, said Susan Shelley of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Ding, ding, ding. Quote, it's not their money. They're just happy to write the check, and then they're done. They can't say, look, we funded this because it's useless. It's a waste. Yeah. Just, so they they steal money from you to buy political fucking me because I'm in California. Yeah. Like, like this is the Air Resources Management Board. Like they're literally taxing my air to pay a million dollars for a bus that could not reliably work and was never put into service. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it worked pretty reliably from the perspective of the possum. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Such efficiency. <laughs> so much government. Wow. Much, much wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? The the problem is that possum probably bragged all of his friends about his new super fancy digs. His sweet digs. And now, who could not love a, a face like that? I mean, Aww. yeah, he isn't even hissing. He's going, hey, because it's a selfie. Kind of <laughs> you know, we had a pet possum yep. when it's, I was it's a kid. B B Y O B. Bring your own bed. Outdoor yeah. TV crib. <laughs> I had a pet possum when I was a kid, and her name was Baby. And they actually make really good pets. They're very affectionate. They're like fancy rats, but just bigger. And they're, they're tree demons, though. But they're so sweet that, uh, like, they don't attack like other animals. That that mouth open thing, they just sit there like that, like waiting for you, like hoping you'll be scared by it. And if you're not, they just play dead. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. Sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> yep. It's the intimidation factor. Yeah. They're actually really cool animals. But kind of like they're not like Facebook. million dollar fucking failed government funded project. Cool. I just, yeah, I mean, I consider it. a million dollars, a million dollars for one bus that cannot work. Let me just no put this out there for the fucking NSA guy. Next time you guys want to blow a million dollars on absolutely nothing that benefits you or the American public, send it my way. I'll get rid of it for you. Or put my dick pics on billboards. Right. I know you guys, I know you guys got them. Epic, man. Hack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those digital billboards, and it's like, you know, like car, car lot, uh, insurance Dude, a guy company. Did that. Penis. A guy stuck in traffic hacked yeah, the hack, 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 digital yeah. billboard and put porn up for everybody that was stuck in traffic. Yeah. See? Not yes. all heroes wear capes. That's right. <laughs> Oh, some of them are stuck in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of heroes that don't wear capes, AOC. Yeah. This is Dan's girl. She's a mean <laughs> hero, anyways. Yeah. I'm not saying Dan likes her, but he would definitely hate fuck her. Yeah. Well, Slinky's on record multiple times saying he would hate fuck her. Yeah. Because he he, he I, likes I the dumb bro. I can't disagree. I mean, I'd murder with a chair at a bachelor party, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
And then you guys can go a weekend at Bernie's with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe actually put her fucking congressional seat to good use. Yeah, right. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, morning, uh, uh, Representative Alexandra Osco Cortez released an overview of the Democratic Green New Deal, which threatens a massive transformation of our society. First of all, she gets too much credit for this because it's not her fucking plan. Right. Jill Stein, Dr. Jill Stein, uh, the Green Party has been pushing this for the last couple of uh, Democratic or uh, uh, presidential selections. She's just using the fucking high visibility that a cousin yeah. Cortez has right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Well, they're trying to sell her as like, you know, the uh, up and coming star of the Democratic Party. So she's <laughs> which Republicans you know fucking love oh i know oh my god they love that she's become and you know the of the she's like a caricature of like fucking like how bad the left is oh my yeah, god and what's she's <laughs> no, 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 so like, bad no, she's 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 like she's like <laughs> she's gonna be the left's version of ron paul mm-hmm. yeah right. right a lot of talk a lot of publicity but they're like She'll get nothing not, done. Not, gonna, not gonna change anything not gonna stop anything not gonna pass anything yeah well obama oh. didn't do shit either and he he became president True. Sure, luckily, she's. I think she's. What? She's like thirty-one or something like that. She's still. No, she's still only twenty-nine. Yeah, she'll. Yeah. She won't be able to run until twenty twenty-four. And the Democrats don't even fucking like her because she's a freshman no, Pol- congressman. Nancy, Nancy they're Pol- talking about told, her to, told her to close her mouth. Yeah, they're talking about how she has time. She doesn't know how to play the game. You know, she hasn't put in her fucking time supporting the party. Blah yep. blah 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 blah. Like they do not like her. Yeah, that doesn't so. surprise me at all. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay. Oh. Hi. What's for dinner? I made um, noodles with Alfredo sauce, some chicken parmesan like ch- tenders with a little bit of. No, we had chicken parmesan tonight too. <laughs> nice. I had. I made waffles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we did chicken parmesan and baked macaroni. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, th- this article it's from uh, Americans for Tax Reform. Um, and it just it, it lists a couple of ideas. It lists uh, several things and then gives a little quote on them. Um, so uh, below are details of proposal. The very first one that they list is rebuilding every single rebuild every single building in the U.S. <laughs> quote, yeah, quote, hold, on, hold on, let me laugh really quick. Wait, time. give us a minute with this one, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Quote, upgrade or replace every building in U.S. for state-of-the-art energy efficiency. <laughs> well, they already took care of the World Trade Center and got rid of that asbestos. So. <laughs> <laughs> we need to call in the demolition experts in the Bush administration. Yeah, right? <laughs> Overnight, there's just going to be planes. Just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, look, look at how efficient this is. <laughs> Jesus. Call up Larry Silverstein if you want to know how to cash in on the insurance fucking money. Yeah, yeah holy <laughs> shit. I'll take a billion dollars of an insurance policy. Jesus. I took out, what, like a month prior to its oh, yeah, right? <laughs> to include terrorism. <laughs> so what and a coincidence <laughs> who could have predicted? What people uh, need to understand, uh, what, what makes this great, what uh, makes this not just awesome, uh, but, but uh, truly fucking great, is that they want all of this by 2030. That's what people need to understand. Uh, according, according to Google, there are 127,590,000 homes in the United States. Yeah. Well, we just tax the rich, you know. 
Yeah, seventy percent, ninety percent, baby. No, no, they said replace them with energy efficient, which means they want apartments. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that's that's part of the uh, agenda twenty one. They want to like put everybody in like those yeah. coffin sized fucking apartments and like, urbanize uh, ma- everybody, mega yeah. cities. Mm-hmm. Fuck you! Yep. Fuck you! High rise, high rise FEMA camps. Yep. You can't make pretty much. I will never so, fucking live in an okay. apartment uh, ever again. And you can't we'll end all traditional forms of energy in the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> the New Green Deal is quote a ten year plan to mobilize every aspect of American society at a scale not seen since World War II to achieve <laughs> net zero greenhouse gas emissions. <laughs> wow, that hurt. <laughs> the, uh, Wouldn't that mean that everybody would have to stop breathing? <laughs> like, well, you like, know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm just like, like you'd have to kill to all the animals. Here. Like you'd have to yeah, kill exactly. every yeah. animal. Yeah. Uh, and no Slink- more happiness. Slinky, Slinky well, they're gonna take the ga- what was it? The fucking Genghis Khan fucking approach to uh, greenhouse gases. Uh, <laughs> kill enough people, and then you'll reduce it. Don't exactly. <laughs> <laughs> plans let's, to ban let's start yeah. with the green party. Yeah, plans to build plans to ban nuclear energy within 10 years if possible. Even though nuclear energy is pound for pound and watt for watt the single most environmentally friendly power generation on planet Earth. Yeah, the clean had wipe I mean, that out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, tsunamis in Japan notwithstanding. <laughs> it's, it's unclear if we will be able to decommission every nuclear plant within 10 years, but the plan is to, tr- to transition off of nuclear and all fossil fuels as soon as possible. Let me clear that up for you. You fucking can't. Okay. They, they like, can't even clear. decommission fucking plants that are like over 50 <laughs> years old that are supposed to be shut down right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And let- Let's let's okay. Hold on. Let's 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 jump on to the. Okay. Even if even if they got rid of nuclear energy, like you know, Genie Wish got rid of nuclear energy. The alternatives are what solar and uh, solar and wind, right? Have which you, are both more expensive and cause bigger environmental. Have you ever seen a lithium mine? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um. You mean like the that is devastating uh, slave the labor, fucking giant open pits full of. Pollutants like hell, that. Yeah. <laughs> and how, like, how do you get like, those if you want to get a, like a general idea, I mean, you can watch that, <clears throat> that like Dwayne Johnson movie, The Rundown, like mm-hmm. the gold mine, Thatcher's gold mine in, in Brazil. Like that kind of fucking hell is what we're talking about. Well, we, can, we can even go, we can even uh, take another <clears throat> step and we can talk about, like, even if they had. We got rid of all fossil fuels, and every and every every vehicle was electric. Say you have electric vehicle, you still need to grease the freaking gears, right? You, you still you still have all this stuff that requires petroleum-based products. Yeah, and not yeah. only that, but the electricity that you plug your fucking car into has to come from somewhere. It doesn't just magically appear in your house's fucking no. grid. No, you know okay. what they're going to do. The only way that this works is you know. Hey, you remember the Iron Age? Let's go back to that. Yeah, yeah that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Primitivism. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. They were to decide to use a bunch of solar panels. What happens in, like, I don't know, Washington, where there's, like, cloud cover constantly? Wind. We don't, talk about, wind. we don't talk about those things. Wind. Or, like, those ocean, like, the kinetic yeah. generators yeah. in the ocean. Okay, no, those, 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 would, those, would harm, those would harm dolphins and whales. 
Come right. on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's iron. That's really what they're saying is we're all going to go back to roundhouses. Oh, but no, wait, because they were heated with wood burning things. So we can't do that. Yeah. No. I was going to say, Amprem's got a hard on right now. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) Black plague (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. Right. Build trains across oceans and end all air travel. (laughs) <laughs> build trains across oceans. Yeah, right. build out or, or quote build out high speed rail at a scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. <laughs> no, no, listen to me. I've I've crossed the United States by plane many times and by train twice. And there's a reason that I've used planes way more often than trains. These people could not have ever actually gone over any ocean because they seem not to understand the size of either ocean. Right. Well, there's that there's that proposal for the transcontinental road that's supposed to go through. Even even that, even that between Alaska and Russia at its closest point is still what, like thirty five miles. Right. Right. Well, remember it took them what twenty, like fifteen years to build the tunnel. Right. But that's in okay. But that's in European weather conditions. Can you imagine trying to build a project yeah, like that? Let's, let's build it across up in the fucking the Bering Sea. Yeah. The Bering sea. Yeah. <laughs> and like the thing has to then go through fucking Siberia to yeah, like, like come just, back down south. Again. You're trying to do construction in like permafrost and shit. <laughs> yeah. Places where like normal <laughs> engines don't even fucking start every yeah. day. Aren't aren't these also the same people that get angry about the idea of drilling in Alaska because in Anwar, yeah. yeah, yeah, So no, but we're gonna take yeah. this Anwar, Anwar. Anwar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We uh, should let them try. They're gonna be fucking tied up in environmental impact yeah. surveys oh, yeah, for the next 50 fucking years. You can't wear any goose down and you can't wear any wool and you can't wear any silk. That's for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because huh. well, they, they can't wear a goose down because you, you, you have to kill the duck to get the insulation for it, right? Well, you can't, wear, you can't use wool either because that hurts the, the oxen and whatnot, right? And you can't use silk because that comes from silkworks. So if they really want to be like truly environmental, they wouldn't use any animal products at all. Yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and clearly, as we it's like a pure, purity spiral to like where you can't use anything. Yeah. A purity spiral. That's a damn good fucking <laughs> yeah. phrase, Dan. I'd be like freaking SpongeBob <laughs> sitting at the bottom of the ocean, filtering meeting. Purity <laughs> spirals are exactly how shit like veganism happens. Exactly right. Uh, don't invest in new technology of carbon capture and storage. Just plant trees instead. Um, cool. We believe the right way to capture carbon is to plant trees and restore our natural ecosystems that they're going to build a fucking train through. <laughs> but that's like and the not, not just, it's not just a train. Like it's not pack just everybody train into track. Urban. They want to pack everybody into urban areas and essentially get everybody out of the countryside and like re-earth that part of the, you know, like make it like wilderness this is again, so I guess. so fucking dystopian. Wait, oh, yeah, totally. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. The, the next point, the next point is, is probably my, probably one of my favorite. Like, this is the one my brother. It's like, it's like Hunger, Hunger Games style. This is the one that my brother focused on and absolutely lost his mind. 
Um, and this is this is the the, the Star Trek kind of brings up Star Trek. Mandates all new jobs be unionized. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw that one. Ensures <laughs> that all G and D, that's the Green New Deal, ensure that all Green Green New Deal jobs are union jobs that pay prevailing wage and hire local. Not only that, but isn't there something in there about providing incomes to those who can't or are unwilling to mm-hmm. work? So it's totally socialism. Yes. Oh my god! I just—I hit every fucking leftist talking point they possibly could. Oh yeah, totally. Was this written like actually written by like a (laughs) six-year-old? No, (laughs) it might as well have been. Yeah, and this 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 is where like it totally takes a, a a turn, right? Like we got we got the 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 eliminate all fossil fuels and nuclear power, right? We got trains instead of planes this is like a fucking list that a little kid yeah. wrote to santa claus <laughs> yeah, right. they, they included carbon tax quote we're not really not a car we're not ruling a carbon tax out but a carbon tax would be a tiny part of a green new deal oh. of course but eventually <sighs> we'll use the carbon here. tax to tax the air you breathe was this was this list originally <laughs> written in purple sparkly jelly pen <laughs> like a with I mean, does this not the eyes? Like, yeah, a little hard. Was <laughs> this not like? Does this not sound like what a like preteen in a leftist household, probably in Southern California in an affluent neighborhood, would come up with? Yeah, right. For how to better the world. That that's what it's this totally idealistic. A child who has only been raised to fucking virtue signal. No, and exactly. never been raised to totally not grounded in reality whatsoever. Yeah. You guys are all wrong. It was not one child. It was an entire classroom of them. <laughs> it's a class project. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, Karen says the collective uh, worked on it. Karen says she she's the Dan Quayle of the left. She is. Yeah. Yeah. As a Californian, I can't disagree. Uh, and then Sarah says, uh, so what about the hundreds of millions of lower and working class citizens who drive gasoline powered cars? Well, they won't have to work because there's income for those who are unwilling to work. So you can just stay home. They can, <laughs> they can jump the train. <laughs> By the way, like... pull a train and it doesn't slow down. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, this this and this is one of my this is the best part of it. Um no estimate of the total cost of implementing the green deal is offered by OC OAC. Uh, OAC. However, <laughs> as OAC admits, however, as sky, OAC admits, quote, quote, even if every billionaire and company came together and were willing to pour all the resources at their disposal into this investment, globally, the aggregated globally, value of the investments they could make would not be sufficient. Yeah. The global fucking is... monetary supply could yeah. not cover it this. Does provide one estimate that the cost of quote repair and upgrade infrastructures of the U.S. infrastructure, repair and upgrade infrastructures U.S. infrastructure uh, alone would cost four point six trillion at minimum. You think? <laughs> Yeah, seriously, this had to have been written by a preteen girl who has been raised in a hyper-affluent neighborhood who has no concept of the value of money or work or anything else. No, not at all. Doesn't understand any of this. 
who is just like, well, just pay for it. Oh, and you guys, what's the name of that? That like post scarcity robo communism, like the something project. Venus Project? Yes, the Venus yeah. Project. That's what this is. Yeah. This is oh, a fucking yeah. Venus Project oh, all, without hey. being called that. Well, that's uh, essentially what uh, yeah. Agenda 21 was. It was it was like mega compact cities where it's like, you know, the uh, they're all built into the smart grid and like it's pretty much like a digital gulag. Right. Yeah, okay. This this is <laughs> 1984 <laughs> intensifies. Yeah, for really. This is the part that's going to trigger Dan. AOC doesn't provide any insight into how the trillions of dollars in spending will be paid for other than claiming, quote, the Federal Reserve can extend credit to power these projects, investments, and new public banks can be created to extend credit. Just fucking print the goddamn money. Just pay for it. Quote, hard over the eye. Quote, the question isn't how we will pay for it, but what we will do with our new shared prosperity. Oh my god. Forget 1984. This is Weimar Republic intensifying. Yeah. Yeah, right. AOC would go on to say, Steve, don't you love my proposal? The paper it's written on is bubblegum scented. Like what (laughs) fucking unreal, man. It is so so divorced from reality. I don't even have an argument. So for real, her solution (laughs) to pay for all this shit is hyperinflation. Yes. Yes. Which will devalue the fucking currency. But it, right. it, it, it won't matter what it costs because we that, can, I mean that's the definition of shared prosperity. Oh you see we simply invade shared prosperity. She's so retarded. She's like, look, you have a thousand dollars today, and if we do this, you'll have ten thousand dollars tomorrow. Yeah, ten thousand dollar bills that are worth two of the old fucking dollar bills. <laughs> exactly. You idiot. <laughs> No, you just this is Hitler's proposal when he took over. This is the oh well, we're just going to invade the Poland, we invade Czechoslovakia, we just take this. And <laughs> the, we, it doesn't matter how we pay for war machine. All we need is to take over, and then it's, it will just work. It's kind of funny how socialists do that, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, weird. Tubes like in Japan or whatever. What I just can't wrap my goddamn mind around is how there's a tax on that. (laughs) (laughs) How do people think like this? I don't understand how they miss all the fucking dots that are right there that can be connected. By anybody with two fucking brain cells to rub together, like it, it boggles my mind. Also. What's that? Tax on that also rubbing brain yeah. cells together. Yeah. Well, well first of all, economics is never byproduct. taught. Economics is like no. real economics true, is never yeah, taught to people in school. Yeah. Nobody and taught like, me economics in school, and I fucking know better than this. Yeah. Well, because you had to learn it for yourself. And I did because I gave a fuck. Maybe yeah, that's exactly. the difference. Eventually. But see, that's the one thing is they kind of they, they steer people away from economics because that's kind of the language of how the fucking world works, really. It's the not, language not it's of human how interaction. Everything works. Yeah. Yeah. Economics, economics are everything. just an extension of yeah. human action. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. That's 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 the other part of it is is what what they really teach in school is is not facts but uh, emotional responses. Yeah. 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 
right? The the only the only real facts that are taught in school are ma is math. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even Every, then, everything, even everything, then, that's, everything everything else is emotional responses, virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all school is anymore. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's, yeah. but I mean, you know, if you if you read this and you read down through the list, the thing that struck me when I read through this list was it really legitimately, it sounds like it's written by somebody who is has so little life experience outside of their little, well, my parents will pay for it world mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they honestly don't understand that things cost money or that things take time or that you have to get agreement from other people. That you, you know, I saw something through it. I saw something about AOC that her credit score is like 430. That's worse than mine. That's impressive. <laughs> That's yeah. And you know, she's 29. When I was 29, my credit score was like 7 fucking 20. And it has been at least that ever since. And, and <coughs> like, and she, and this, this chick with a credit score of 430, which is fucking abysmal. Yeah, that's that She's, is truly awful. I mean, yes. Good God, it's horrible. <laughs> she, we're supposed to be fucking listening to her on matters of fucking macroeconomics. <laughs> didn't Fuck she? You. Didn't she major in economics? Like, <laughs> which that, makes like, it even better. Yeah, wasn't that actually <laughs> her major in college was economics? Yeah, Boston, Boston, so. uh, Boston College gave her a fucking degree in economics, I believe. Somebody, somebody needs to tear all of Boston College's economics division to the ground. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the problem with that's the problem with academia. C's get degrees. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The or, other or somebody greased so greased their palms to fucking. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody greased their palms to fucking, you know. Uh... Yeah, I'll tell you what, Lindsay. That girl looks like she could give a hell of a fucking blowjob the size of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are skills out there, and I feel like I'm okay at that one. But um, I don't think I have quite like those that's the, skills. That's the deep throw all the way to the balls and just touch them with the she majored. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I can hold yeah, she majored own, in, right? uh, in international relations and economics at Boston University. Gra graduating cum laude in uh, 2011. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, so Boston, Boston College was about here for academia, but now that that's out, they're kind of doing one of these numbers. Yeah, right? and it's like everyone else is kind of going, um... That got that graduated summa cum laude. Really? <laughs> no, that. not summa. Just just cum laude, which is the lowest. Uh, of the during honors. college, she served as an intern in the immigration office during the final year of U.S. Senator Tim Kennedy's tenure. Of course, of course, of Ted Kennedy. Yeah. A freaking Kennedy. Uh, you know what? That explains how she fucking got her degree, right? Fucking yeah. There. And the well, I, from my understanding, she comes from an affluent neighborhood in, uh, like, southern New York, like Westchester, Rockland and she County tries area. to make it sound like she's fucking Jenny from the block. You yeah, know? yeah, no, she's not. She's so not. So funny. Yeah, until the age of five, family lived in an apartment in the neighborhood of Parkchester. The family Whoa. moved to a house in Yorkturn Heights, a suburb of Westchester County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know so why? Exactly, that's exactly capitalism, what it is. you goddamn commie. 
Jesus yeah, Christ. that's exactly what it is, though. And you see that time and time again with socialists and with people who push the socialism so hard in the modern world is they come from places where they have benefited massively from capitalism. Their parents were rich. They never had to work a day in their lives. They've never actually had to struggle. So they don't understand how the world actually works. And so their entire attitude is just, well, somebody will pay for it. Exactly. Right. It's the equivalent yeah. of the girl. It's equivalent of the girl who double parks her bright pink fucking Mercedes, gets it towed, and then shrugs and goes, "Daddy will buy me a new one." Right. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, and it's it's they have no fucking concept of the medium income. The medium income for a household in uh, was one hundred and eight thousand six hundred and forty eight dollars. That's median. Yeah. Media. Yeah, that that's an affluent area of New York. Is down like right outside the city, like no, north of the city. Yeah. For yeah, uh, that York, being, York, I mean, yeah, that's York, like, that's like yeah. our neighborhood. Our neighborhood here is probably just a little bit above that, but you know, I mean, like. Yeah. Uh, seven, not... seventeen hundred. Uh, one thousand seven hundred eighty-one. Uh, total population. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll put that in perspective. Uh, the median income of the neighborhood. 90, 90, yeah, ninety point four nine percent white. Yeah, yeah. Vernon yeah. County. The, well, yeah, the there. Vernon County where I lived uh, uh, quite a bit, Vernon County, Wisconsin. Um, its median income is like sixteen thousand dollars. Jeez. So yeah, right. It's like it's the poorest county in Wisconsin. It's it's insane. But like Lacrosse, our. It's it's not bad, but like our neighborhood, our median income's got to be twenty grand, maybe twenty five grand. Is that maybe. household or individual? Like household. Jeez. Yeah, Great. Vernon County, I think sixteen thousand, probably median for households sixteen five, something like that. I think um, the median household in our neighborhood is probably one fifty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, if you're making one hundred and fifty grand around here, you're not living here. You're but living. There's a lot of garbage around where you live. I would imagine. What's that, Dan? Or Barry Mills, yeah. No, I was just saying. I was saying that I'm sure there's a lot of government workers that live around where you. Oh are. yeah, this tiny little Podunk <laughs> County has the highest concentration of PhDs in the entire state because of the yeah. Navy Weapons Testing Laboratory that's right down the road. Yeah. 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 Yep. But no, it, well, that's like everybody's so fucking. <laughs> yeah, she she is not Jenny from the block. No. Yeah, see, what, and, and what you see is they're in Vernon County because Vernon County also probably has the highest concentration of hippies outside of um, <laughs> outside of the the was it Hyatt or Hyatt Park or whatever in San Francisco. Gross! Um, the whole place smells like patchouli. Oh, constantly and everything. I mean, there's there's it smells wonderful. So actually. many white, so many white people with dreadlocks. It's I hate patchouli. Oh my god, patchouli it's... makes me fucking wheeze. I want to throat punch people who wear it in public. But there, there are tons and tons and tons of hippies in that county now because um, in that county is where Organic Valley, the largest organic cooperative of farms in the world, is is in that county. So. And the greatest chocolate milk you've ever had in your life. Just saying. But anyway, so like, <laughs> it really is. It's so good. But like that's that's all concentrated there. But you talk to them and a lot of them are socialists, but they're cooperative socialists. They don't want to just say, well, everyone <coughs> pay for things. Their argument is, well, we should all just work together. That's in everybody's best interest right. within this community. They're a communal right. thing. They're not like an open, like violent socialist. It's like thing. a voluntary collective, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Do I'm totally okay with that. Thing. 
Yeah, and that's yeah. think like they're more Rojava, whereas Osario Cortez is more like you know uh, Stalinist Russia. Yeah. So that's that's a huge difference. They're both and, technically socialist, but there is what, a massive difference. What fucking blows the mind is that anybody can ascribe to her fucking economic positions when we have a collapsing socialist fucking nation in Venezuela that we yeah. can watch deteriorate in real time even, even, that they can be fucking learning about, something from. Finland, yeah. Finland just ended ended their guaranteed income uh, oh tax. yeah universal basic income yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. They, had, they had UBI for um, a group of individuals it was like 2,000 individuals uh, and they just ended the program because it didn't fucking work. Right. And yeah. that's, you know, and I have a ton of friends. I have a ton of friends that live in Finland in particular and, and a few that live in Sweden and, and Scandinavian countries. Right. And like the Finns, they talk about every time, like one of my buddies who's Finnish, he's like, what is wrong with, with American social? Are they under the impression that it's still the 1970s? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, because. What happened was that the the, North, the Scandinavian countries made a ton of money being capitalist after they threw off the yoke of communism after the Winter War, after Finland got rid of them. And so then they made and they've a been coasting on that ever since. Well, yeah, so they made all this money. And then in the 1970s, they adopted all these socialist policies because that was the in vogue thing. And then now their economy has been on this downward trend. And so starting in the mid-1990s, they started rolling all of that stuff back steadily. And now, contrary to what American socialists want to believe, Finland rates higher on the Economic Freedom Index than the United States does. Yeah, yeah that is, that is so, true. I watched a, I watched a yeah. documentary on that. Yeah, yeah, like they're actually more capitalist than the U.S. is now. Yep. And, and Denmark has have. like put out – and Denmark has put out like this official statement or whatever or somebody – and the Danish government was like, American socialists, stop pointing to us uh -huh. as a socialist. Was, I think that was on a, socialist. I think that was on <laughs> FE. FE. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they and that's the thing is you see that all the time from them, the people who live there. And I actually on a Facebook thread watched my Finnish buddy argue with an American socialist, and oh, yes. he didn't reveal that he was from <laughs> Finland, currently living in Finland. And then was it Michael Hedekin? No, no. Oh, um, but I love he's, that guy. But like yeah. partway through, he 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 said something, and they're like, "Well, you just don't understand. You don't know. You don't really know what it's what it's like in Scandinavia. You just don't understand, and that's why you're arguing this. <laughs> you live in America." And he goes, "It's funny because my address is." And he posted it, and it's in hell. It's like in freaking somewhere in Finland. Right. And <laughs> she's like, "Oh!" And then blocked him. She just right. just yep. blocked him immediately, yep. and he's like, "Uh huh." Danish prime minister in U.S. Denmark is not socialist. Right. Yeah, yep. they're really ticked oh. about getting pointed to by guys like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah that's and, what. That's what after, after, after seeing this country held up as an example in the U.S. presidential debate, Danish Prime Minister Lars Loki Rasmussen used his address at Harvard to explain that the Nordic model to a U.S. audience suddenly very interested in Denmark, and he said that it is. Um, I know a lot of people in the U.S. associate the Denmark model with some sort of socialism. Therefore, I would like to make one thing clear. Denmark is far from socialist planned economy. Denmark is a market economy. 
Yeah. Which isn't necessarily true. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily yeah, true, yeah. but they are the Nordic Yeah, the Nordic model is an expanded welfare state which provides a high level of security for its citizens, but is also a successful market economy with much freedom to pursue your dreams and live your life as you wish. Yeah, because right. you couldn't but have that welfare also, state if you don't have that engine. But they're yep. also small, homogenous populations mm -hmm. yeah exactly of people it's a very fucking different story than the United well and even States. them it's not working they're rolling it back no, Denmark is are. rolling it back finland sweden they're rolling back all of those socialist things constantly because it isn't working because surprise surprise you can't keep fucking paying for it hey yeah not, according to forbes none of the um None, none of the Nordic countries have a minimum wage. They don't. But and actually, some of them have UBI, though. Mm -hmm. Well, did. I don't know if any of them did. do anymore. Yeah. But I know, like, one of the things that I was told, too, um, by, by a few guys um, in Finland is that they said, you basically can't own a car here. Hmm. Like, yeah. you, you can't. You can't Denmark own a car. Denmark was the same way. This, the, just yeah. the fucking sales tax on a new car in Denmark was something like 180%. Yeah, what they basically said is if I go out and I buy a car, it's $20,000. By the time I'm done paying for my taxes... 60000 Yeah, it's... Well, I think he said like it's 48500 oh, yeah. actually yeah. what it comes out to. So, so it more than it. doubles the price. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, a Forbes article from July 8th uh, called Sorry Bernie Bros, but Nordic countries are not so poor. <laughs> yeah, and they get so mad about it because they're like, seriously, people, it didn't work and it destroyed our country's economy, and we're trying to recover now. Yeah, like, yeah right. Seriously, stop trying to point to us as this shining example because we're proof that it doesn't work. Yeah, like, you why don't you use us as the years. example that we are? Fucking yeah. market economies work. Socialism doesn't. Well, yeah. I mean, look at look at uh, places like Koenigsegg, right? The the hypercar maker that makes some of the most expensive, fastest cars in the world. The whole reason he kept to his home country when he founded it, he straight up said, was because I pay so little in corporate taxes that it just doesn't make any sense for my business to go anywhere else because the the country is so desperate for new businesses and new manufacturing that they just won't tax any new companies now because yeah, otherwise right. no one no one will open them yeah. so it's like we we had to go that route to try and make up for all of our failings for the past 30 years right. to try to attract the businesses that our socialist policies drove away in the first place yeah, yeah. and, and this is exactly why this is exactly why <laughs> socialists push for fucking globalism because as long as there are pockets of freedom on this planet, they yep. can never have what they fucking really want. Because nope. the people who can flee, which are the ones that they are most focused on, the wealthy, the fucking business owners, those people have the resources to flee to a more free location. That's that's and why that fucking terrifies them and it bothers that's, the that's shit why out. New Zealand that's why New Zealand stopped selling land of foreigners. Yeah. It's because so many wealthy American and Europeans were buying large plots of land in New Zealand. Right. Yep. So I mean, they're they're economic refugees essentially. I mean, and as long as there are pockets in the globe where they can go to achieve more freedom and more favorable 
Um, I'm sure they're building setup. fucking fallout shelters down there too, because I mean, shit, yeah. that's in the southern southern hemisphere. So it's like if a nuclear war ever breaks out yep. in the northern hemisphere, they can go there and fucking just wait it out. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Australia, Australia is not a war power. There, there's no no, there's no worries there. <laughs> but that's where the push for globalism comes from. They don't want people to have anywhere to run and hide from them and their policies. Right, because as I long as the whole you can run, you fucking will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Come on, That's one, one, one giant hom- hom- homogenous system. Well, look at look at uh, Eastern Germany. Remember that all of the additive fences beyond the wall, the barbed wire and the the open kill sands and the spotlights, they weren't on the front side of that wall. No. They were on the back side of the wall. That wall yeah. was not to keep people out. That wall was to keep people in. Yeah. So keep people from that. fleeing and taking their fucking resources with them. Because to yep. these assholes, your resources are not yours. Those are the states, and you are just holding them until they find some way to get them away from you. Um, Sarah says, yeah, but socialism would just consolidate the power to the most wealthy. Absolutely. Maduro's yeah. daughter is worth like $4 billion. Well, it doesn't yeah, well, consolidate that's happens. It to those who are most wealthy now. It creates a new oligarchy mm-hmm. of yeah. the wealthy. Yep. And they party. transfer all the wealth from those who earned it who, or whose ancestors earned it to those who distribute some of it to others. Oh, yeah. look, at, look at what they did. Look at the, what the Khmer Rouge did in Cambodia, right? They, they couldn't tolerate even anyone who had the potential to even earn money outside of the state. So they executed anyone with the right education and experience yep. to be able to do that. And then forced everyone out into the fields to try and become an agrarian society because, well, we can't be equal as long as some people can compete better than others. Mm-hmm. So we all have to suffer equally. At least they were slightly yeah. more honest communists, I guess. Yeah. But they, they then start. And this is, this is another way that Venezuela demonstrates mm-hmm. the exact fucking no, problem. A- Did you guys see the article about, like, the elite, the political elite of Venezuela, their kids? Yeah, right. Like, I just I was oh. just bringing that back up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, from the Daily Mail. Uh, this is February 4th. Uh, the rich kids of Venezuela, including socialist revolution leader Hugo Chavez's daughter, flaunt their wealth with fists full of cash and lavish holidays while their nation starves. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's like Castro. Yeah, Hugo, uh, Hugo Chavez's Hugo mm-hmm. Chavez's daughter is rumored to have a personal fortune of four billion dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. which she keeps in British and other offshore mm-hmm. fucking bank accounts. Of course. Well, yeah, because she doesn't keep it in boulevards. Because boy, mm-hmm. would that be useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I have four billion boulevards. Okay, here's a pack of gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Fucking sad. Oh, yeah. but I mean that's that that right there. That is what happens with socialism and what happens with communism. Is I mean, look at look at every single country that's ever done it. You saw the same thing in China. Did Mao wind up living in a hut somewhere? She's pretty cute, though. Just saying. Yeah. Well, she is Venezuelan. If you've seen Venezuelan women, (laughs) 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 ha ha. But yeah, I mean. Socialism is always about the most, you know, the the rhetoric is always about the most virtuous among us 
will help us decide how society's resources <laughs> are going to be allocated. The problem is there is no such thing as the most virtuous among us. Every human being is driven by self-fucking-interest. Every single human being. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when you give self-interested human beings that kind of fucking power, they end up with all of your nation's wealth and the citizens end up with fucking none of it. Starving in the streets while these assholes are staying yeah. at the fucking uh, Ritz Carlton for a month. The, step, the stepsons of President mm -hmm. Nicholas Maduro, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce these guys' last names, uh, have been blowing through <laughs> thousands of dollars uh, on hotel stays. Can the I just say, though, those guys are kind of fucking hot. Like, the they equivalent got the body. of monthly wages <laughs> of 2,000 Venezuelans. Yep. Wow. Yeah, because what do they what do they care? They can blow through all the money in the world because what happened when you went communist and Venezuela, I mean, remember, with as poor as they are, everybody's got to remember they were the richest country in uh, Central America. Yeah, they were they were jailed in 2017 for 18 um after they each got caught trying to smuggle twenty million dollars worth of cocaine into the US VA. Uh, huh. Yeah. It's not my cocaine, it belongs to the CIA. Yeah. But those guys, yeah, right? they, they are well fed. You got a picture of them, Jason? Because they are well fed. Those boys work out. I'm just saying. Yeah, it showed them at some um some festival or something in their swim trunks or something like that. They're I mean well I'm everybody saying, they are not starving. <laughs> well, right, but I mean look at look at look at Chavez's daughter and Maduro's stepsons, like oh, they're, they're some good looking motherfuckers. Right. They're able to be in shape. They probably have personal trainers, they get to work out, they eat right, everything. Here's, here's one here's one of uh um, these guys are not Chavez, skipping their fucking Chavez's car daughter with, with with Nick, uh, picture taken with Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. Oh, here, that's the yeah. uh, Maduro's stepsons. Yeah, see, what did I say? Yeah, it's some sort of. <laughs> <laughs> calm down, calm down. Yeah. Pretty to look at. I just don't want to touch it. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah. All right, how about how about from <laughs> from one dumb politician to another? Yeah, we'll, jump, we'll jump. We'll jump from Dan's girl to uh. We're almost at the end of our time. <laughs> My girl. From, from, Dan, from Dan's girl to Derek's dude. Yeah. North Koreans ordered to produce impossible Jesus amount of human for every day to save agriculture. Don't call him my dude. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un has <laughs> commanded every citizen. Right through my phone. North Korean dictator Mr. Derrica Claus has commanded every <laughs> to turn over an impossible 200 pounds of human maneuver a day, human manure a day for fertilizer in an effort to revitalize the communist country's struggling agriculture. We have I a house full of boys, and if we included the dogs, we couldn't even turn yeah. over that much. I mean, especially day. if you're in North Korea and starving. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you kind of need yeah. food to fuel that. The country yeah. leader first made agriculture the forefront of the economic recovery during the New Year's address. This led to mass mobilization of the population to fulfill the government's wishes and ensure that human manure quotas are met. If the people don't meet their daily quotas, they have to supply over 600 pounds of compost or livestock manure, according to Radio Free oh. Asia. God bless communism. Quota. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Quote, the entire population has the been mobilized to produce, produce manure 
as a first major task of the year, a source told the outlet, quote, the authorities in each local region task factories, institutions, and citizen groups with assigning production quotas to each individual. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're really constipated. I'm just saying. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Uh, quote, they are demanding <laughs> that Maybe I person... can't shit under pressure. Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Quote, they are demanding that each person performance anxiety. 100 kilograms of human feces per day or about three tons <laughs> per month. Three tons. My God. Small. How, 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 on earth, how, on earth how do they think this happens? You can't How even eat that volume for, of food. For one no. person, three tons of human food. Okay. Uh, the absurdly high quotas are forcing the people to either collect the human manure in cold or pay cash to others for the manure. Oh, oh. my God. Hey, you want to buy some of my shit? <laughs> what kind of shit you got? Literally. Yeah, literally. yeah, literally. We don't mean that the way the drug dealers on the streets of New York. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> Yo, man, I got some shit for sale. It's... Oh, my God. What the hell? Top shelf, man. Yeah. This is quality hey, shit. All of those people with Crohn's disease now. I see a black market a opportunity. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Start <laughs> smuggling literal shit in the area. Holy shit. <laughs> Quote, authorities are encouraging people to produce more manure, stressing that it provides a vital boost to the agricultural front and thereby the socialist movement in general. Oh, you know, I mean, realistically, God. what falls out of Osario Cortez's mouth would probably help that quota a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we should just hey, you, open hey, her up and point when, when you shit when you shit, it produces greenhouse gases. So I think that would be against her uh, new green deal. Oh, she shit. opens her mouth. She produces fucking greenhouse gases. Exactly. <laughs> she produces fucking manure by the pile. Okay. Uh, people are angry, criticizing the regime for deliberately setting the quota so high to force people to pay cash, then claiming it's for the agricultural production. Quote, cash payments exceed the value of the manure that actually ends up being delivered. So people are saying the regime is just using the quota as means to collect more money from the citizens. Oh, gosh. Color me surprised. You mean the communist regime that's demanding people shit X amount per day? Farming so that people don't starve might, in fact, actually be corrupt. I, and how I mean, how big of a step is it from here? To like demanding that when your loved ones die, you consign their body to the state for fertilizer. Like they can't afford to let any fucking form of fertilizer slip through their fingers. So, you know, like anything or anybody that dies has to fucking their their government property now, their bodies. They're just gonna be fucking put at the bottom of corn stalks and fish. About to happen. Well, actually, it's not a biohazard because if you compost human feces, you have to compost it. But if you yeah. compost it, you will actually be fine. But the yeah, you have to you have to. Yeah, right. Jason and I had this discussion. <laughs> yeah, you still have to transport. I mean, said I'm shit. not saying it's a great idea. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it, it is viable. You can totally do it. I, I get that uh, you if can, you have the infrastructure, and I doubt North Korea does. Yeah, you would yeah. need because you do need to compost it. Because if you don't, it's actually completely useless. You're literally just burying turds in in the dirt. <laughs> That's all you're doing. That's, that helps nothing at all ever. It's, it's got to be composted because it isn't burying turds in the dirt. 
Well, it is. I mean, you're not actually fertilizing anything with just poo. Okay. Like that right. doesn't actually do it because that's all waste product. You need right. the bacteria that is you in need, poo. You need water. You need earthworms. You need other like organic materials and it has to sit and you have to aerate it and you gotta it takes time so, uh, according to the internet uh, kim, i wouldn't want that job according, yeah. to the, according to the internet kim jong-un is five feet seven inches tall weighs 290 pounds so well there's 290 pounds of human waste for their fucking <laughs> yeah, right. so, like, uh, yeah so like just like cut off like five foot three of him there's your 200 pounds. Right. <laughs> there's his fucking right. quota for the boss. <laughs> Don't touch the haircut, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you think when he has shown the piles of human waste, he's like, "Is this cake?" I wonder how many Keurigs two hundred pounds is. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you how how many how many people do or how many shit do I how much shit do I need to produce, dear leader? Oh, uh, about a bono and a half. A bono and a half. A yeah. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh, love God. South Park. Oh, uh, but seriously, uh, Irishmen everywhere. Feck you, Bono. One of my favorite episodes of South Park. Oh, oh good shit. Like, how how do you how do you come across, or how do you produce? Let alone come across. I mean, we're not even like they don't even freaking have. Most of them don't even have livestock. But how do you how do you acquire two hundred pounds of feces a day? I, yeah, a day. That's a good question. A day. You, nobody eats. Like you probably eat, you know, maybe a couple of pounds of food a day. Uh, here, here in the U.S., I would here agree. in the U.S. in North yeah. Korea, no, where we're fucking fat. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Here in the U.S., where we're fat and we waste food, and everybody's got a pantry full of it, we still eat. Maybe, you know, the average person might eat somewhere between two and five okay, pounds there, of there, food a day. There it is. All right. Um, an adult African elephant can produce up to three hundred pounds of dung each day. A fucking <laughs> elephant. So they're asking them to produce on the equivalent of an elephant. <laughs> Hurting while starving. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is this per person or the magic per leaps of communism? Per person. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Okay, per person so per day. The average. Okay, whereas, whereas a, a giraffe, a giraffe, um, will poop up to seventy-five pounds a day. The, the average human being in, at least in the United States, I love that you guys are fucking googling this right now. I tell you what, the NSA is very confused <laughs> by me. Currently. I love it. Um, 14 to 17 ounces. Of shit. Of human of waste. Shit. The average yeah. human being. Uh, a 1,400-pound a, a Holstein cow produces 115 <laughs> pounds of manure. And, and for perspective, 16 ounces is a pound. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. so people so realize. The average so person 14 to 17 ounces. So somewhere in the range of one pound of shit per day. Yeah. Uh, uh, the average human. The, av the average dairy the average dairy car dairy cow weighs a thousand pounds and produces an average of eighty two pounds of manure per day. Yeah. So you need you need you need two cow two and a half cows. <laughs> I just can't I 
And it can't not all of us poop every day. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Mm. Really got to work on your fiber intake. You know what? My doctor says as long as it doesn't change drastically, like all of a sudden either I'm pooping every day or I'm pooping like only once a week. As long as it doesn't change, they're okay with it. I'm saying some of us poop six or seven times a day. Right. I'm just some of us can a, make up for others. But a thousand, a thousand no, pound horse, a thousand pound horse will produce just... 37 pounds of feces. So you need, you need two cows and a horse to even come close. <laughs> two cows, two and, cows a horse. and a horse. So yeah, it's going to take uh, both This sounds like my... the solution to the fucking Green New Deal. So, so what, <laughs> what I'm hearing is... is a better idea because it doesn't have to be composted to actually work as fertilizer. Right. But I mean, what I'm hearing is, so you would need to, you would need a household consisting of both of my ex-wives and Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> In order, <laughs> in order to in order to come close, to yeah, come close. To come close. <laughs> oh, that was I don't like your accent, but damn, that was low. <laughs> Savage AF, <laughs> I hope she's watching. <laughs> I do. Fuck you, bitch. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. So you need you need two cows and a horse, or if we want to like put that in simplest terms, one Amy Schumer might do. <laughs> Single Amy Schumer, or or thirty seven or thirty seven minutes of an AOC speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh my God! I mean, think just if sure the average that. person produces just over a pound per day, that means if everybody is eating regularly, that quota for per person requires. An entire small North Korean village to right. quota for one person. Right. <laughs> like, but they're not eating regularly. They're not eating like Americans no. fucking eat. I'm Nobody eats like Americans. Deuce, because they poop what, a lot. What is? I mean, what what is the going rate for human feces too in North Korea? Like, I, I'm not. Yeah, do we have any I quotes? Refuse. I know, like, I know they have I a slack, start a smuggling market, but I don't want to look that one up. Yeah, I draw the line. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I draw the line. Like, how much can I get for my food in Korea? Now I've got. I don't have a lot of scruples. There's one there. There's we found our stuff. Uh, we've been talking a lot of shit tonight, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> Way more than usual. Oh but, um, my. <laughs> You could realistically, I mean, the North Koreans just need to send somebody like London to scrape out all of the old Victorian sewers and stuff that are still there. No, all they needed to do is go to fucking San Diego and start washing. The start it up. <laughs> we have a solution. Yeah, right. We the have way, a solution. Import all San Francisco <laughs> shit to North Korea. We're going to start just shipping it. We can just start, yeah, just have the homeless people like hey, North Korean relief <laughs> collection boxes. Look, look, then, there are places in America that struggle with sanitation loads. Seriously, there's a win-win in here somewhere for everybody. <laughs> right? right? There's got to be a win-win here for, for, you know, for everybody. We got sanitation departments here that can just fucking load the shit up on container it, ships. All they need to do is send a couple of North Koreans to San Francisco and they can scrape the sidewalk. Right. There's there's gonna become like some North Korean gang that's gonna start doing that. Like they'll be collecting it and smuggling it into North Korea. That's <laughs> some high quality shit. Just so yeah. people can meet their government mandated yeah. astronomical quotas. 
There's North oh. Korean shit in balloons. Fucking dime bags. The good news is you don't have to shove it up your ass to smuggle it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just all you gotta do is just you know eat a lot of cheese, and you can smuggle it just fine. I'm crying, you guys. (laughs) Sarah says, "Oh my God, we could pay the homeless for their poop by sending it overseas." <laughs> we could we could literally fund homeless programs. We can fund universal basic income, you guys. <laughs> on the bat phone, <laughs> guys. We gotta strike a deal here. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll give them all our shit for the denuclearization program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Dan, you. you're on to something. Somebody call this Rodman. Let's get this started. In fact, we'll even do them one better. We will start filling <laughs> containers from slurry pits, we and we'll this. start. We'll trade them that for their nuclear material. Posted it for you. All you have to do is disarm. Yeah, and local dude, there are rash of porta potty thefts. <laughs> it was tipped over, but it looks like it was just to clean it out. I don't understand. <laughs> You guys, I got a gold mine in my yard. My septic system, like the whole thing, is spread out in the yard right in front of me. Those, those dogs are literally <laughs> shitting golden eggs. For real. <laughs> well, you know what? Dog, okay, as much as I'd love to be able to compost it, dog and cat shit is not suitable for compost ever, just so everybody knows that. Oh, I tried. I even tried to dig a hole and like drop like Ridex in there and try and get that to break it down. And it goes so slowly in dog shit that it just doesn't work. There's a well, no, there's no. Hey, just so you know, we have a dog septic pit um, in our yard that we dug and put like this doggy dealy thing. There are special enzymes that you can get on Amazon that are designed specifically for pet waste that break it down really fast. Yeah, but they don't do it in cold weather. (laughs) Well, all you have to do is activate the enzymes in a bucket of warm water before you dump them in there. No, I tried that. Doesn't work. Oh, well, your weather's colder than ours. Yeah. Kim, <laughs> Kim Jong-un is going, ah, la, 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 la. No, no you're breaking <laughs> down the poop. I need the poop. <laughs> uh, all right. The NYPD is locking people up for crimes it creates out of thin air. Shocker. Oh, Operation Lucky Bag targets people whose actions hurt absolutely no one. Okay, the New York Police Department is still trying to lure unsuspecting residents into committing petty thefts so it can lock them up. Operation Lucky Bag began in 2006, supposedly as a way way for police to put away people with existing rap sheets. Undercover police officers would plant a bag, usually with money or other valuables inside, in a public place. They'd wait for someone to, quote, steal the planted property, then make an arrest. How do they know they're stealing it, not taking it to the closest lost and found? Yeah, it's an unattended bag. In other words, they were creating crimes out of thin air. Finders keepers, losers, weepers, bitches. If indeed they were crimes at all. Under state law, people who find property worth more than $20 have 10 days to either return it to the owner or give it up to police. Yeah, they have 10 days, so you can't arrest them. They haven't broken any laws yet. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, the practice drew controversy. In 2013, several people uh, adversely affected by Operation Lucky Bag filed a class action lawsuit against the NYPD. The following September, two sides reached a settlement. The police clarified that, quote, a person picking up property that they found 
My phone just hold on. A person picking up property that they found cannot be charged with larceny simply because they failed to return the property to a police officer who was located near the site at the time the property was found. Uh, uh, okay. Um, arrest can be made if there is quote a separation of any valuables from the rest of the property, i.e., a person taking the cash out of the planted bag and discards the bag. Uh, if quote a larceny by tres by trespassing, trespassing Trespatory taking has occurred, i.e., someone grabs a bag hanging from a stroller, or quote, if an individual has taken property but denies seeing or possessing the property when approached by police. Now, let's put this in perspective. This is New York. Yes. Like one of the biggest meccas of fucking mob activity, a fucking crime, like actual crimes with victims, prostitution, like human trafficking rings. Like, this is. This is a place that the, yeah. the cops don't have to fucking be bored. Yeah, they okay. can do their fucking job all goddamn day and always fucking be busy without inventing this stupid yeah. bullshit. Uh, but police are still able to fabricate crime or crimes, quote, crimes that hurt no one, just so they can lock people up. Two recent cases illustrate the absurdity of this tactic. On December 14th, police planted a backpack outside of a Macy's department store in Manhattan. The bag's contents included a laptop, an iPad, and a wallet with $40 in it, according to the New York Daily News. A pedestrian, whose name I am not going to try and pronounce, noticed that the bag picked noticed the bag and picked it up. Quote, I would have taken it to the precinct down the street from my house, she told the Manhattan Times last month. Instead, she got arrested. Police claim that walked by the uniform traffic cop while carrying the bag and that she put the $40 in her pocket. Um, whatever her true intentions were, she was not hurting anyone. Police had no way of knowing what she was doing with what she found and arresting her did nothing to keep the streets safe. Yeah. The same can be said of Shanique Brown, who police entrapped using the same bag roughly 30 minutes earlier. Brown picked the bag up and failed to give it to a nearby traffic cop. He apparently decided not to and was arrested as a result. Neither of them represented a menace to society, but both were still charged, uh, one with petty larceny and Brown with petty larceny and possession of stolen property. It wasn't even legally stolen or nor, and no larceny well, uh, was committed under the law. Under the law, they have 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and under, under natural law, I mean, unless you have some way of identifying who it belongs to, it's it's a good thing, it's an ethical thing to try to find the owner of it. But if you can't, there's there's no fucking compunction. Yeah, under to under, do that under the last use of the sting, two hundred and twenty people were arrested. Two hundred and twenty people, right, for not actually breaking a law, <laughs> picking up found property and walking away with it. Right, and I mean. To put that in perspective, I used to work in a casino, and one time the security spotted a $50 bill on the ground. And so they had a security guard stand next to it because a lady was standing by it and wanted to pick it up. And when they realized that the person who had dropped it on the security cameras had left the casino, they told the lady, all right, well, it's yours. Because yeah. they figured out it wasn't the casino's money, they let her have it. Right. Like, so... <laughs> I just want to point out a casino. Let the I mean, well, fighters keepers, I guess. 
Yeah, it sounds like little kid shit, but finders fucking keepers. I mean, if you find something and you have no way to know whose it is, I mean, it's it's yours. I mean, the people fucking... It sucks when people lose things, but shit, keep better track of your stuff. And I mean, this is in New York City where they average like almost <coughs> hundred murders a year. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to sit there and tell me that somehow it's worthwhile <laughs> to go yeah, up? How many unsolved murders? How many unsolved rapes? How many unsolved real thefts, like burglaries, people breaking mm-hmm. into other people's homes? Yeah. I mean, for like, this is what they choose to spend fucking resources on. Yeah, they're New York's New York's total property crime, which is actual theft, uh, motor vehicle theft, burglary, um, and apparently not including don't property statistics. Not including property crimes committed by the state. Right, but their their private property crimes total about fifteen hundred a year. Yeah. And you want to tell me that you're you're saving anything by arresting and somebody for no actual crime committed? Not only right. not only arresting, but they're creating the it's entrapment. And they're they're creating the opportunity for right. them to use this manufactured law. Yeah. Yep. Entrapment. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I thought entrapment was illegal. It's supposed it to is. be. Yeah, but since when did police follow the law? But they investigated themselves and found they did nothing wrong. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. who, who, it's for your freedom. Enforce the law against the people who they enforce the yeah. law. They are the law, <laughs> goddammit, Lindsay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. The program. Haven't you <laughs> seen Judge Dredd? They are the law. They are the law. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what they need? They need to just they need to get on some chairs and sit in front of people's stores. And just, wait, and just wait, wait for apologies. Computer chairs. I saw you pick up yeah. that bag that I intentionally left for somebody to pick up. Yeah, uh, and, you, and tra- an apology. you disrespected yeah. me, goddammit. Uh, uh, entrapment is defined as the act of tricking someone into committing a crime in order to secure their prosecution. Which is literally what this is. Yes. Yeah. What's funny is, at least here in Wisconsin, I know that the cops can't even sit outside the bars, watch you get into the vehicle... Yeah, they, they're not even. Over. Yeah, they're not even allowed to wait for you to get into the. They have oh. to go elsewhere. Otherwise, it's still considered entrapment yep. by a state supreme court rule. And actually, even according to um, like with trying to pull somebody over for speeding, they cannot race up on your tail without their your race up on. on your tail, and they also must have their running lights on. Even here's if- a pro yeah. tip: carry a bottle of vodka in your car. And when the cop pulls you over, just chug wait it until they can see you and chug it. Yeah, chug it right in front get out, of them. Get, get out of the car prove, and then chug it. They can't prove that you were driving while yeah. you were drunk because the breathalyzer won't work. <laughs> I suppose it's completely ruined now. <laughs> and the yeah. blood test would be fucked too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can't prove it anymore. No. Just get out of your car, throw your keys on the side of the road, and chug that fucking. Go, 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 go. Yeah. What now, bitch? They can't prove <laughs> shit. I mean, to be fair, your car still gets towed. No, how are they going to tow your car? The best they can do is, do you have somebody to come get this? Yeah, totally. And then you bust out your phone and call somebody. Yeah, to come I'll get call it. my buddy. Yep. And they'll bring another friend and we'll get my car back to my house. Boom. Boom. I win. Yep. All right. Done. <laughs> All right. Well, one more One more quick one. Uh, New, uh, the governor of New Jersey signed the law that increases the minimum wage by 70%. 
Um, gas stations by law cannot raise the prices on gas. Uh, they are also required by law to have attendants there to pump people's gas. Yep. So no more gas stations in New Jersey. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, they're gonna have to learn how to pump their gas on their own. We still have oh, no. It's 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 still it's still illegal in New Jersey. Yeah, that's yeah, illegal. They're gonna have to fix that, otherwise nobody's mm -hmm. the lawmakers aren't gonna have. Oh, the lawmakers were already Jersey, talking about Lindsay. That. It doesn't have to make sense. That's it's fair. New Jersey. New Jersey. Well, that's that's the theme of tonight's entire show. Being told <laughs> I've, I've been using logic way too much at work yep. in my own personal life. You shouldn't have read my yep. book, Lindsay. Yep. I don't know what happened. Quote: Local gas station owners testified before uh, that they cannot sustain employees and keep their businesses open without bringing in self-serving gas. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the. Didn't some lawmakers say something about? Well, my concern is now oh, people yeah, are oh, up yeah. their own gas. Uh, the nerve, uh, which a strange prohibition on customers pumping their own fuel. The 1949 law was passed to an act for public safety reasons, but it was probably an attempt to curb competition when self-serve stations were still a novel. There's no plans to scrap the antiquated rule, even though everyone else is starting to. Oregon just finally did it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Oregon did it mostly for like rural locations mm -hmm. and in certain, like in the evenings and at night, you know, so people well, could still have access. Well, that happened after that. <laughs> oh, my God. The memes from that were oh, so man. good. I think I still have. I got one where it's like the somebody putting gas into a plastic bag and it says, meanwhile, in Oregon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how this is supposed to work. I mean, I grew up there, but I go back there to visit, and you know, and I'm driving my mom's escalator, or whatever, and I go to get gas, and I start hopping out of my car, and people look at me so fucking weird, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot. I haven't lived here since 2001. I've been pumping my own gas without lighting myself on fire, believe it or not, right. since 2001. Are you kidding? I can remember, I can remember growing up seeing people literally smoking cigarettes as they filled their tanks, and guess what happened? <laughs> right? Nothing. Exactly. So, <laughs> talking on cell phones. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like it does in the movies. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I mean the gas fumes theoretically. Like in gas. Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> Who would have predicted? <laughs> Well, I think we're about out of time, you guys. We're yeah, yeah. Yep. I feel yeah. Like it down. Derek is the one reminding us that we need to get off the phone. Well, Derek, uh, well, Derek was also the last one here this time. Yeah, and yeah. and she was late because we waited for her. I was a little bit. I had to go pump my own fucking gas. Excuse me. Savage. All the people from your home state are going. Teach me your ways. Yeah, for real. I should hold a fucking serious. seminar. I gotta go over there for my people from Jersey class used to come here. People from Jersey used to come come here and shit like during the summertime and ask me to like pump like, their gas when I work at the gas station. At a gas station, you can spot the fucking Oregonians because they're the ones that pull up to the pump and sit in their car and fucking sit and sit and sit and they're waiting for somebody to come and help them and. Sooner or later, it occurs to them that they're in Washington and they get their ass out and 
Yeah. I watched. I, pop I, watched I watched a girl pull up the other day in a in a pink Volkswagen Beetle, up to the pump, uh, like on the the pump was on the left side of her car, and the uh, the gas door was on the right course. side of her car. Yeah. Uh, and she tried for fifteen minutes to make the <laughs> make make the uh, make the pump stretch. Have you seen that video? The guy that pulls up and it's or the, no, it's a chick on the and it's on the wrong side, and so she circles around and turns. So the pumps are here, and she goes by. And then circles around and pulls back up. Not on right. Screen, that means at the same side. Yeah. The... <laughs> and she does it like three times. Now, here's a little public out. service announcement, you guys. Look at your fucking gas gauge. For Look at the little arrow. There's yep. a little arrow on your gas gauge in your dash that shows you which side of your fucking car <laughs> your gas tank is on. That's, oh, that's not always true, Derek. Mine... Sometimes it's, it's just the little gas pump icon. And there is no arrow. I'm sure there is. You just haven't looked hard enough. No, There's actually, there's vehicles that yeah, don't have oh, it. Yeah, right, Porsche right. don't have it usually. All right. Um, but it will at least have. Don't worry that, about it. Don't, uh, according to AOC, we won't have any more fossil fuel powered vehicles. Right. Exactly. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just have to plug it in. I really, like, I really. My girl's got it handled. Or shove some vegetables into a juicer, like on the. <laughs> Mr. Mr. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, you know, I really want to see Elon Musk just like we're all just gonna have cows, right? Oh my god, between, did you see in between cows shitting to send to North Korea? We'll just direct their farts directly into our fucking gas <laughs> and with no more need for fossil fuels. Oh my god, Jason, did you guys need to actually mention that to your state? And maybe we wouldn't have the taxing of your you air anymore. Yeah, you won't have the poo problem, you won't have the cow fart problem. It's California. Oh my gosh, ship it to North Korea. Holy shit. Yep, there it is. <laughs> did you guys do you guys follow Elon Musk on Twitter? No, no, I'm never on Twitter. If you do, if or go on Twitter and check, he had a flirtatious uh, comment thread with the planet Mars. <laughs> like Mars, <laughs> like the, the the planet Mars tagged him in a post. I want you on me or something, or I, I want you, baby. And they had a flirtatious back and forth. And Mars, the planet, sent a scandalous pic with a little kissy emoji. <laughs> and it, it's 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 it's, li- it's one of the best threads I, I've read in a long time. Oh. It sounds like fun. Yeah. So that guy. Hey, I if I wasn't Andrew and Lindsay, I want to say this before we take off. Are you guys gonna write a review of my goddamn book? Oh my god! Eventually. Hey, hey, hey! We still haven't gotten through it because we've had so much other real life stuff going on. Yeah, it's true. We're moving, and by the end of next month, and everything else. So. It's 22 pages. <laughs> but again, the first nine pages took five and a half hours. <laughs> I know. Too much discussion, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. No. Right. But her book is linked in the comment or in the in the information, yeah. the description. I think it's description that where they use. Yep. I have 10 reviews now on Amazon, which I don't think is bad considering there's only like forty-seven copies in circulation. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty good return. Yeah, it is a good return. Yeah. And I clearly you're rolling them in the dough, obviously. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I make like a whopping two sixty-three per book. So. <laughs> hey, that that's that's good for like four hundred and nine kilograms of poop in North Korea. It is. Probably more than that. And and like maybe a couple slices of bread in Venezuela. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you could find it. If you can. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not include up to thirty percent sawdust. You're right. <laughs> and weevils. You're weevils, definitely yeah. weevils. Yeah. Oh. All right. On that note, I think Peace. we're uh, out of here for the night. Well, this has been episode fifty-four, and uh, we'll catch you next time. You know you loved it. <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, I'm, I'm